I have a lot of good mugs, but this is one of my favorite. It is a fat Italian chef. I thought about getting you a mug for Christmas. Mom ended up taking on the uh, the mega mug task of getting that for you. But I decided that uh, decided that I was going to try and not do gifts from buying online. I was going to try and buy them all in person, which ended up mostly happening. Yeah, one of my roommates also got me a mega mug. It has Tweety Bird on it. It's not as large. Still a large mug. And some of the some of the uh, some of the phrases on the mugs that I was looking at for you, I don't think I would would have wanted you to open in front of Grandpa and Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big mug. Is that what they said? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll have to see if I can find it. It was on Amazon. It's also not gonna be not gonna be safe for the podcast. <laughs> see if I can find it quickly. I wonder if I saved it. I have a list of gift ideas that is there. I don't know that it's uh that it has anything on it though. Me and my big there it is. Let's keep the dumb fuckery to a minimum today. Seems like a pretty good mug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what does it say? <laughs> It says, favorite daughter. <laughs> Eric got her a mug. It says, let's keep the dumb fuckery to a minimum today. <laughs> oh, I wonder if my roommates could hear that. <laughs> Grandma would probably be like, what? <laughs> oh man. Once again don't drinking the your... hot cinnamon spiced tea that Emily got me. I can't tilt don't it. Need any of your whatever it was called. Oh, mukbang. I can't tilt it and show you, but there's some spices on the bottom of the mug. If I tilt any farther, it's just going to spill all over my laptop. Yep. That's probably working better for you than my smoothie was. <laughs> or both of my smoothies. My one yesterday and my one today. Uh, I was telling one of my roommates about that. Yeah. So I told myself, for the podcast listeners, I told myself that if I ever got a blender, I would try making smoothies. So I would actually like eat fruits and vegetables and stuff. Because I don't typically otherwise. And mom got a new blender, so she gave me her old one. And so, starting yesterday, I tried making smoothies for the first time without really any idea of what to make because, as previously mentioned, I don't eat fruits and vegetables very often and, like, don't know what I like and what I don't like. But I have heard that fruits will, like, the flavors of fruits will overpower the flavors of vegetables in a smoothie. So I was like, okay, we'll just put a bunch of spinach in it with fruits. And I bought strawberries and raspberries and blackberries. And whatever combination I tried yesterday, I was not a fan of. So I was talking with Emily and Elena. And the, Emily was like, why don't you use peanut butter and banana? And I was like, well, because I can't eat either of those things. 
But I went back to Target last night and got some sunflower butter. Sun butter. It's like made from sunflower seeds. And I'm... I did not put very much in today. It was like I used a fork because that's what was available. And I had like two little forkfuls of this stuff, sun butter. And it was overpowering. It was it was so strong. And I got through like three little sips from my smoothie and it it went down the drain. It was I was I was sad to do that because I don't like wasting food, but it was like it was so bad. <laughs> so we'll try something different tomorrow and never eat sun butter again. <laughs> so it's it's now gonna be rat bait. Put it on some mouse traps. I had a peach smoothie today. I oh my goodness, this morning. Ugh. So I wake up super early to get to this intersection that I'm a crossing guard at. And this morning, these kids normally come, well, every day the kids normally come, these two kids. And today they came with parental-looking figures, just different than normal. And the mom-looking figure stopped me while I was standing in the middle of the road with my stop sign and was like, do you have a different sign that you can use? I was like, no. She was like, well, one side of my stop sign says stop and the other side says slow. She's like, slow actually tells the cars to keep going. So that's not safe. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's it's the sign that they gave me. She was like, well, then you need to talk to someone. So I sent an email to my supervisor like, can I have a different sign? <laughs> and I was like, it is eight in the morning. You are standing in the middle of the street complaining about the sign that I have. At least bring it to the sidewalk. If you have an issue, you can take it up with the city of Ames. Yeah, take it up with the police department. That's funny. Mom was like, I said, I texted mom soon after it happened. I was like, it's eight in the morning and someone's complaining about my sign. She's like, what's wrong with your sign? I was like, it says slow instead of stop. And she was like, well, at least it doesn't say go or fast. <laughs> Take chances. Anyways, when I went back... Ten points. <laughs> see how many you can hit? <laughs> oh, no. But when I went back for the... Don't you also... Aren't you, like, standing under... At a stoplight. Under... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you don't actually direct traffic. You just go out when there's already a red light. Yes. <laughs> In my bright... My high visibility vest says crossing guard uh, but when i went for the afternoon shift on my way home i stopped and got a smoothie from scooters peach peach i've i'm t trying to figure out what else i can try i think i need to like i want to try pineapple for sure because i remember being okay about pineapple and possibly trying to find some papaya because i remember being okay about papaya when i was in guatemala eight nine nine years ago now i was in guatemala nine years ago nine nine years ago on the first what day is the first four days from now monday that's when i went to guatemala the first is February a monday 1st, because the 31st is a sunday i'm the 31st of what uh oh of january yeah. what month are you talking about I'm talking about February. I thought you were also talking about February. 
Wait, isn't the 1st of February on a Monday? The 1st of February is on Monday. The 31st of February does not exist. Did I say the 31st of February? That's what I thought you were (laughs) suggesting. No, I based my clock off of when I get paid. And I usually get paid on the 30th or the last day of the month. But if the last day of the month is a weekend, I get paid on the last business day. Friday before. So I get paid on the 29th. I get paid on Wednesdays. I got paid today. But it was not full because we didn't work on Monday. We had Monday off for MLK Day last week. Yeah, I'm just getting into my new schedule. Over winter break, I was working every morning and no week or no afternoons. And now I'm working Tuesday through Friday morning and afternoon. So I didn't work Monday this week. And then Tuesday, they had a remote learning day because we had a blizzard. Mm. This is something I've talked to a lot of people about. Imagine being, like, so excited, like you're a kid, like, a blizzard's coming? Maybe school will get canceled. And then you hear that school is indeed not going to be happening at school. But because of the pandemic, we're set up for remote learning. So you still have to do... It's a thing of the past. Well, possibly. It'll depend on whether people get like stuff distributed to them or however that works i guess we'll the the potential is there now we'll see in practice if that still happens but like i had two snow days in my life i had a snow day in fifth grade i had a snow day in 10th grade and then i had three snow days in college none of which were necessary and I had a cold day when I was in kindergarten. But other than that, we didn't have school off terribly often. You had more snow days than I did. We didn't have snow days. We had cold days. Yeah, but either way, you had more than me. It was probably sophomore to senior year. We probably got five or six cold days. Yeah. Actual we temperature one... of negative 30 or wind chill of negative 50. Yeah, we had one day i don't remember if it was 10th grade or 12th grade but we had a day where the the school district sent out a message that if you aren't comfortable with your child going to school today because of how cold it is you don't have to send them but we're not going to cancel school so people just decided to stay home whether they cared or not especially like in high school people were making their own decisions i feel like i had in math class, we had a quiz that we turned in, which was just put your name on a piece of paper and turn it in, like one of those type of things, as like a you get points for being here rather than skipping school type deals. Yeah, the district quite a few times told us like, well, if you're not comfortable coming into school, we certainly understand. But then if you didn't come in, to be like, well, why didn't you come in? I think mom said that's what grandpa would do sometimes, because... When you're out in central Minnesota and you have stuff drifting and you have to get 20 miles to school rather than four, then people would complain when he wouldn't cancel school. And that that was his thing. If you're not comfortable sending them, you can keep them home. But they still had, had plenty of snow days compared to what I had back in my day. Yeah, we had a blizzard the other day. It was, well, first of all, I have a class that meets in person on Monday nights from 3 to 6, give or take a few minutes. 
And they were projecting this storm to start at like two in the evening and go until like 10 the next morning. Two in the evening, two in the afternoon. And I was like, oh, my professor's probably going to cancel class. And she didn't. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm making my way to campus. I made my way to campus and we're like maybe an hour into this three-hour class. And she looks outside and she's like, huh, it's still snowing. I was like, it's a blizzard. <laughs> and so then the next day I had to get somewhere and I had to dig my car out of like three feet of snow. Because it's not that it snowed three feet, it's that all of the snow drifted to one wheel of my car. Yeah, that's what happened at Christmas, too. I have a friend who grew up in northern Wisconsin, close enough to Lake Superior to get lake effect snow. And he talked about different snow days they had. And one time it was one of those, they were at school when the snow started. And they decided to send the kids home. And they needed to wait to get the county snow plows to come and plow in front of the buses to bring the kids back home. Like, that's how much it was snowing. And then they decided, while they were waiting for the plows to show up to bring the buses back, that they were going to feed the kids. But they decided after they had, like, sent the lunch ladies home. <laughs> so they're trying to, like, <laughs> trying to, like, warm stuff up that, like, doesn't need to be cooked. It sounds like it was quite a mess. So this was my car when I went to go dig it out. Yeah. That front wheel. Then it was inconvenient enough that I couldn't get into my car without putting my entire foot into a snowbank or a snowdrift. Yeah. The city of Minneapolis had a snow emergency this week because we got a bunch of snow on whatever day it was during the weekend, I think. And the way it works is that if there are like three different places that you can't park your cars, depending on what day it is during the snow emergency. And the route I'm on is a, like a targeted snow emergency route. So they specifically plow both sides on the first night. So you're not supposed to park your car on the street, period. And then they can clear all the snow from the street. Well, my neighbors apparently didn't get the memo, and there were, like, tons of cars still out on the street. And then the plows came, like, right at the time you were supposed to have your cars moved by. And then they didn't—they weren't able to plow the entire street. So now we still have just, like, rows of snow on either side where it wasn't able to push all the snow off the street. And I'm just like, why didn't we move the cars? Why— why couldn't you move? And then the other thing is they're supposed to tow cars, I thought, if they're parked where they're not supposed to be. But that didn't happen. So I'm just like, now I'm bothered because there's still a bunch of snow in the street. Yeah, I was driving around some of the streets around my intersection today. And they, <laughs> there were cars that were still in the street. And then you could see like tracks where a car came out after the plow had gone by, but another plow hadn't gone by. And there's this driveway that uh, a homeowner said I could park in. But getting into the driveway, I had to go over a mound of snow. So then I went and bought a shovel, came back and shoveled it a little bit. You at least have four-wheel drive. I have a Ford Focus. Yeah, I just floored it. (laughs) I was thinking earlier today of being up at the cabin with my Impala and the driveway not being plowed. 
and just trying to like get as far into the driveway as I could so my car wasn't still hanging off into the road. That was a, a couple years ago now. Yeah, when I was digging my car out, I just cleared enough space behind the wheel that was stuck and then put it in four-wheel drive and floored it. So we'll see if I ever get any permanent axle damage or something. I mean, your car is already on the decline. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Yours and mine both. I had to get an oil change the other day. I woke up early enough. Well, I gave myself enough time before work that I showed up to the oil change place early enough to get the early bird discount. I've never gotten an early bird discount in my life. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've caught up. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're what, a week into, six days into transition of power? It's a week. It was a week ago today. Joe Biden was inaugurated, which for those of you listening, who knows how far in the future that'll be for you. But a week ago today, as we're recording, I watched I watched it on TV while it was happening. And it was a lot like watching the launch of the first space shuttle after the columbia broke up that's what it felt like it's like you're pretty sure nothing's gonna happen but something just happened so there is a possibility that something might happen one of those situations but then of course nothing happened other than what was supposed to happen yeah i will say i was pleasantly surprised by the lack of violence and or insurrection yeah. Because that uh, computer scientist I was talking about last episode, she was kind of monitoring the situation on, like, Parler and other far-right websites. She was like, well, everyone's pretty much just, like, defeated. As of right now, they're not planning anything. It's like, well, that's good. Yeah. I was curious what would happen around the country, which not much happened. Like, the stuff that happened here at the state capitol in St. Paul was very like small gatherings from what i saw <laughs> i think the thing i saw um they had a bunch of like national guard or cops or something surrounding the building and then like two people showed up for a protest <laughs> yeah there was there was talk about minnesota in particular which number one apparently we had lawsuits come through minnesota about the election which I was surprised about because I hadn't heard about until whatever, a week before the inauguration. But then they're also saying that this was considered a battleground state and that was part of why Minnesota was going to be a focus. And I was like, Minnesota's gone blue since 1976. <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> I don't understand that. I can't understand why Minnesota went blue. It, because it's it it's been happening for a while, but <laughs> I don't... I don't know, almost 50 years. The last the last Republican the state of Minnesota voted for was Richard Nixon. Yeah, it's been a while since that. With, like, Reagan, weren't we the one state to vote blue? Am I thinking of the right yeah, person? Yeah, in 84. Yeah. It was, uh... I was, I heard a couple months ago, I heard this pastor talking about when he was, like, new to Minnesota and that time period and he was sure that walter mondale was going to end up winning just because of what he was hearing well like 
the only places that voted for Walter Mondale were Minnesota and the District of Columbia. So he got like 10 electoral votes or 12 electoral votes or something like that. And Ronald Reagan got over 500. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I guess where you are kind of affects what you're hearing. Uh, yeah. There's been... I feel like there's been quite a bit politically that has happened in the last week, but I just, like, it also feels like nothing has changed at all. Yeah, well, it's also been a week. Yeah. There's someone, Marjorie Taylor, there's another part of the last name. I don't know where she's from, but she wanted to file an impeachment against Joe Biden. And I read it out loud to my roommate and they were, my roommates were just like, what? After like, for what? Let's see. Marjorie Taylor Green, Joe Biden impeachment. Introduces articles of impeachment. For his corrupt actions involving his quid pro quo in Ukraine and his abuse of power by allowing his son, Hunter Biden, to siphon off cash from America's greatest enemies, Russia and China. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what the... What the, the first impeachment of Trump was about? I don't know. The first impeachment of Trump was about his improper actions with the president of Ukraine. Oh, my gosh. She is a congresswoman from Georgia. I don't know. I've been thinking about this recently, that I was pretty sure after I graduated from seminary that I wanted to go into political advocacy, and now I just, like... The entire political system disgusts me right now, and I couldn't imagine trying to work inside of it. Yeah, I've talked about getting a job in government, but it would be, like, local government, like the city of Ames. I don't want to be, like, an elected official. I feel like I'd be the person who, like, couldn't keep a straight face, so if someone said something stupid, I would just, like, make a face... And there'd be a controversy. Representative Beck, what do you have to say about that? I thought it was dumb. Well, I mean, <laughs> first of all, we just had Donald Trump as president for four years. Second of all, Rubio just said something was stupid on TV on Sunday. The uh, the current impeachment proceedings, he said those were stupid. That was that was the word he used. That's not me. Uh, not me using my words. So who knows? Yeah, I also think it just sounds boring. I watched... What did I watch? I was watching C-SPAN, I think, when they had people um, calling on Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment. It was so boring. They used such lengthy language. Why does the representative from New York take the floor? I take the floor and I want to say the same thing. 
So what's happening? It definitely doesn't seem like things actually happen on the floor. Like, people don't listen to debate on the floor. The stuff that happens on the floor of either House of Congress is done to, like, go into the record. It doesn't, it isn't, like, anything else that actually happens happens either behind the scenes or in committee meetings or something. Which even then, I think committee meetings probably have that same sort of... uh, I don't know what the word would be. Just sort of uh, the way things have always happened. Traditional. I can't think of the word. But, uh, yeah. It's it's a place for people to put on a show rather than get something done. The stuff that... The things that actually do happen don't happen in those places. Yeah, and that specific meeting that I was watching was after the Capitol attack... And so, like, most of the representatives weren't even there. They all had, like, designated representatives. It's like, I don't know who any of these people are. And I don't even know. I feel like they're not all supposed to be in the place with the COVID rules, but who knows at this point. I think I read that. I follow AOC on Twitter, and I think she said that now there are limits to how many people can be in the chamber at a time. And that's why there were people up in the gallery on the 6th. And that's why it took so long. Because they have like a 15 minute timer. And it was just like hours at a time over the timer. I was like, are you joking? And it was like in the middle of that meeting, Pence was like, I will not invoke the 25th Amendment. It's like, then why are we here? Oh, yeah. Well, like poke, like it's like that uh, meme like a poorly drawn stick figure who is holding a stick and is like do something to a circle it's like i want to poke the government and just do something do you know what i'm talking about no i don't but i can i think i reflect the sentiment it it sort of reminds me i took an international relations class in college and we did this sort of model un type deal <laughs> okay i see the picture now stick yeah. figure with a stick come on do something but anyways we did like this model un thing where we like split up representation for each of the 15 different countries on the security council and then we're trying to i don't remember it was 20 12 so i remember talking about like arab spring stuff and so so like stuff during that period of time and we had three specific class periods set up to do this and then we were supposed to do things outside of it as well like on moodle forums and stuff like that which didn't happen and we got to the end of the three days and we get to the end of the class period and we didn't do anything Like, nothing passed. There were no resolutions. There was, like, very little actual discussion about what the issues that were coming up. And I'm, like, sitting over here as Columbia with no power on the Security Council, just trying to, like, do anything, push anything through. And I was just like, we didn't do anything. That's, like, what it feels like right now. Like, there's, there's stuff that it would be nice if we did things. Yeah, there's a scene. Have you ever watched Parks and Rec? Uh, I mean, 
sort of. There's a scene from Parks and Rec where they go to like a model UN at like a middle school or high school. And Andy Dwyer goes around asking different countries if he can have all of their lions. And so he leaves the day with just like hundreds and thousands of lions. Because he like traded away his military for lions. <laughs> Even That's that funny. would be something more. <laughs> now they all get COVID. Yeah. Uh. I see a lot of people. I talked about this in a paper last semester. A lot of people who are like, well, the Democrats have the office. Everything is done. We succeeded. As if there is not still a pandemic and millions of people out of work, thousands of people dying. Yeah. On top of the other injustices and issues in America. Yep. We shall see what happens. We're going to be in for a long four years if people decide that they don't care. Biden's in office now. Everything's fine. That's what I wrote about in my paper. I don't remember for what class. Actually, I do. It's for my gender and sexuality in American pop culture class. It's a long title. I had a class with a title that long one time. I'm pretty sure it was called The History and Politics of Russia and China in the Modern World. That sounds so incredibly boring. It was something along boring. those lines. It was actually interesting, except I didn't have a ton of context for Russia and China. So it was like interesting, but couldn't connect with a ton of it. Plus, we were reading some very long, very thick material about Vladimir Putin and Mao Zedong and the gulags. Mm, it was like riveting. <laughs> It was in- it was interesting. That's the sort of stuff I'm interested in is history type things. But if you want to borrow my history notes, them. I haven't gone back to them since then. I still have all the books. I'm two classes away from a history minor. I will not be getting that. I also did not intend on getting one of those. It just kind of happened. I took this other history class. I I, I had a so my second major was third world studies and it was a multidisciplinary major. So I had to take two classes from four different departments and two of them were poli sci, which was the international relations and the, uh, that class, the Russia China class, I think. And then I took some history classes as well. And one of the classes I took was called African civilizations. If you were in a class called African civilizations, what do you think you would study? I would guess Africa and their civilizations. That was also my assumption. More heavily focused on the civilizations piece than the Africa piece. Because for four weeks, I kid you not, four weeks, we talked about African geography. Specifically how basically around the entire continent, there is like a shelf not too far in from the coast where Africa basically just rises and there are just cliffs. And so you can't just build like a transcontinental railroad because you can't get down the cliff with the train. That is what we talked about for four weeks. Sounds boring. And on top of that, I realized partway through the class 
that we had a three credit class in a four credit time slot. So we were in class for longer than we should have been every week for taking a three credit class. And I, it's one of, it's one of a couple of times when I knew almost immediately in the semester that I should drop the class, but then I didn't. And then it was too late. So I sat through that class and I was not happy about it. Yeah, I'm finishing, most of my classes this semester are finishing up requirements for my leadership studies certificate. They're so boring. I, one of my requirements I have to take, I have to take, I have to take either a poli-sci class or a management class. The only one offered this semester was the management class. I was like, well, I guess I'll take this. It's organizational behavior. We have been watching clips from Moneyball the movie. The the baseball yes. movie? <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie. Talking about, is Jonah Hill a good analysis? Is... Analyst? Analyst. <laughs> <laughs> How would you rate Jonah Hill's performance in this job? I don't I think, care. I think I would call it Oscar nominee worthy. But as an employee, on a scale of one to five, if you were a manager, how would you rate it? Oh, it's so boring. That's one of the things I don't know about in terms of, like, I have no real experience with people management like I have I have a little bit but not a ton. And it's one of those things where I'm just like I don't know. I don't know what what to do in these situations to get people to do these things cuz me personally, I just do the thing I'm supposed to do. And then other people don't. And I'm like, why do, why don't you do the thing you're supposed to do? And then it's like I don't ha- I don't have a that uh that skill, I think of the the interpersonal interrelationship whatever getting people to do their job yeah i wish i could i see all these jobs for things like that and i'm just like that's not what i want to (laughs) do i wish i could have taken the poli sci class because i think it would have been at least a little bit more interesting but it's only offered fall semesters i've been talking to mom recently i was like do you think i could get a job in like hr she was like easily so I guess technically these are things that I need to learn, but it's so boring. I think there are many jobs available in HR. And my professor it just depends on what you're where you're interested in working or where you're open to working rather. Not my not my professor, our instructor. He's a PhD student. He talks so slowly. We had probably five minutes of a presentation once teaching us about correlation. It's like, I have already taken statistics. I know what a correlation is. That was a class that's not going towards anything in my degree program. (laughs) I never took stats. I never ended up getting that far, either in high school or college. Stats in high school would have been an elective, and I didn't do that because it was at the same time as band. But then college, it would have been the next semester, but then I dropped the the math major. Yeah, stats was a requirement. 
as an animal ecology major. So I signed up for it and I took it. And I switched majors again. I will say, though, <laughs> being an animal ecology major in some sense helped me get some random credits that I need for different things. Because animal ecology is in the department of, or the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. And that college has a requirement, a speaking requirement, so like a speech class. So I took a speech class. And now it counts as a communication elective for my leadership studies certificate. Now I have to take a different speech class online. Completely online. Interesting. Business speaking. I guess that's where most of business speaking is happening right now. I, I don't know if it ever would have happened or not, but one of the things I wished at the start of this whole pandemic deal was that I had invested in Zoom like the company because back when I was still working at camp we tried doing this teleconference thing with uh with uh like a local clinic so if campers got sick or hurt or something they could just go on a zoom call with a doctor 20 miles away or whatever instead of having to drive over to actually be in person for like minor stuff and zoom was about to go public but at the time, I was like, Skype is a thing. Why would why is why would Zoom, like, rocket to the top? And now here we are, and everyone is on Zoom, and no one uses Skype anymore. No, we also use WebEx. WebEx is significantly worse than Zoom. Yeah, I use WebEx for work. But the university is pushing the professors to use WebEx instead of Zoom. They probably have a contract. Or something along those lines. Yeah, it's more expensive to get, like, premium Zoom accounts. Which is why it would have been nice to have some some stock. There's something happening right now. I don't understand it. People on, like, Reddit decided they wanted to, like... I don't even know what you would call it. Inflate the um, GameStop stock. Is that what's happening? I don't fully understand. I don't really understand economics very well. But people on Reddit are just, like, buying this stock. And so now GameStop is worth, like, I don't, I, that's about as much as I can explain. <laughs> I've been, so I, I have had a Reddit account for a long time, but haven't been a frequent user until, like, recently. And now I just kind of scroll just sort of seeing what's there occasionally, like over the last month, not for very long. And I've been seeing these things on like the main, like what is most popular page of Reddit about like this, this stock stuff and something about GameStop. And I've had no idea what has been happening, but I'm not surprised that that is what, if that is what is actually happening. The Reddit stock... People are just choosing to buy a thing just because. Let me do some quick math on my computer because I'm not about to do it on my, in my head. The GameStop stock has increased, it looks like, 30 days ago. The GameStop stock was about $148 per share. Now it is $357 per share. <laughs> A 134% increase. 
and almost all of that growth has happened in the last like two days wow so what happens when that thing crashes i have no idea i don't understand the stock market so at some point that thing people are going to sell it all wow interesting yeah that's like i listened to the audiobook of the big short uh on my trip to colorado and i was just like i don't understand how how this is how you were able to make so much money doing this like basically you're buying and selling money is what it feels like like that's all you're doing yeah and then people are making millions of dollars and just like i i i sit on a computer and type numbers (laughs) just think you could be making millions of dollars yeah but i don't i don't understand economics either economics was like the worst class for me i never had to take it worst classes i took it in college i didn't have to do it in high school because of alp we had like instead of taking the economics class as one of my credits we had three and a half weeks of economics in alp i think that's what it was it was a laughably small amount of time spent on economics seems like a solid grounding three weeks which was apparently a social studies credit and not a math credit. Because I think economics has a ton of math in it. But I didn't understand the math, even though I spent a fair amount of time doing math. So Yeah, because, I mean, ALP is social studies in English. Yeah. So econ. That was one of the things I took for my third world studies major was two economics classes. I took intro to economics and I took some uh global development type economics class i don't remember what it was called i'm happy that i have never had to take an economics class i considered it there was a a span of time where i was worried i wasn't going to be able to meet my um social science requirements because it's one of the I looked at college requirements after i graduated from seminary i looked at doing there's a degree called uh, MPP. It's a Master's of Public Policy. And I realized recently that it's basically just a, like a combined political science and economics degree. And I was like, oh, maybe it's a good thing I didn't try to do this program because I would have struggled mightily doing the economics portion of it. Yeah, I saw... Back when I thought I was going to be involved in politics. <laughs> I sent it to you at one point some school was offering like a law program for people who don't want to be lawyers it's like huh yeah eric i looked at that (laughs) a year-long program sixty thousand dollars in tuition (laughs) (laughs) that is double my seminary degree it's like when i was looking at vet school because again i was very briefly an animal ecology major Vet school was like 25000 a semester. Yeah, but you might actually be able to recoup that fairly quickly as a vet. I mean, I also have Cause... thousands in undergrad degree. Yeah, but like, again, you'd probably be able to recoup that as a vet. Fun fact. The field of veterinary, the vet field, the average wage, the average salary is decreasing as more women are entering the field. Which is not a unique. Interesting. It's not unique to vet 
to vet. <laughs> <laughs> to the veterinary profession. Yes. That's a thing that is a phenomenon that is generally, industries generally follow that trend. As more women enter, the wages go down. Correct. I mean, if the wage gap is still a thing, I guess that's not surprising. That doesn't mean it's, that's not a value judgment. That's just a a logical, it follows logically, I guess fascinating i feel very spock like right now fascinating hey everyone (laughs) hey everybody my name's eric and i'm elena and we are the co-hosts of the two out of three podcast yep (laughs) (laughs) and we've come back together today to talk to you guys about our patreon page anyone who's familiar with the podcasting world knows that podcasts are mostly self-funded productions patreon is a way for us to connect with patrons who will help fund our productions with us so if you're watching this video on patreon you're already here so go ahead and take a look around if not there are two different ways you can find us you can go either to patreon.com slash two out of three podcast or to two out of three podcast.com that's patreon.com slash two out of three podcast or two out of three podcast.com now back to the show yep <laughs> Speaking of Spock, (laughs) the connection works in my head. This weekend I went to uh, an online conference. It's the Conference for Undergraduate Women in Physics. I was supposed to go last year, and then there was a blizzard, and we couldn't drive up. It was in Minnesota at the U of M. Couldn't drive through the blizzard. But I went my freshman year when Iowa State hosted it. It It's nice to get back to the conference. Talked, I learned a lot about LinkedIn, how to make a successful LinkedIn profile. (laughs) Bleeping LinkedIn. I finally deleted that off my phone. We we talked about that either last time or two times. How you like shared a post for the first time? Yeah. That must have been last time. Oh, man. But I learned some LinkedIn. very interesting information about applying to jobs. Got any tips? Um, apply to them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the thing that I learned is that the job description, all of the qualities that they're looking for, they're describing a perfect person that they know doesn't exist. So if you fit the majority of the job description apply even if it's not like a perfect fit see i understand that but two things one okay first thing i feel like if you are willing to take or leave some things in your job description that you're posting why are you even posting that in the first place like are you because Personally, if I were to put up a job description, I would put up exactly what I wanted. Like, and then, I, I don't know. I I understand, like, the maybe that person doesn't exist who you're looking for. But then, like, post a different, different job description that, like, takes some things out or whatever. Secondly, in my personal experience, I have not been able to get a job based off of 
a job application like that, applying to a thing where I don't fulfill all the requirements. I barely even get interviews for things like that. Like, that's why, that's part of what has, what dissuaded me from applying to a bunch of different things. One, because, like, I was applying to things I wasn't really interested in, and then, like, not getting them and not being surprised and not caring. But also, like, why am I wasting my time on these things where maybe I don't fit some of what they're looking for, but they'll be willing to take a chance on me, but me not knowing for sure whether I do have the qualities they're looking for or not. It's just, like, the... The lack of clarity is what frustrates me there. So, Oh, mom sent me a job description the other day because um, mom looks for jobs for me as well. And it was yeah. a like a delivery delivery driver for like auto parts. So like working at a dealership or something. And one of the qualifications was driver's license. And in parentheses, it said preferred. <laughs> they would prefer <laughs> that you have a driver's license for the delivery job. <laughs> maybe they would get you one on the off chance I mean yeah I've just spent a long time looking at jobs I'm not interested in and feeling like I am required to apply to them just because it's there I'm just like kind of over that it's been five years of doing that kind of kind of over it yeah, I have a list of jobs that I've applied to, and then if I'm rejected, I have them all bolded, and if I'm rejected, I will unbold it, but keep it there so I know what I've applied to. The problem is the number of times that you don't know whether you've been rejected or not. You just send it off into the ether and don't hear anything. Yep, I de some of these are definitely those. It's sort of like how I'm still waiting to hear back about an internship with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration nine years later. Maybe it went to junk mail. <laughs> Maybe. It, was, it said, I remember that it said in the application, if you hear back in early April, you got it. And if you hear back in late April, you didn't get it. And here we are in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> that's like i've had jobs where maybe you did get it and it went to junk mail <laughs> maybe i didn't become a weatherman or a meteorologist i dropped the math program after that semester actually but i had a i applied for a job when i was still in denver one time and i went in for an interview and they were like you'll hear back from us on friday and that was in 2017 Still waiting to hear back on that one, too. And it, was, it wasn't it was one of those, you'll hear back if you get it. It was, you'll hear back either way. But it was a job I didn't really care whether I got or not, so I didn't inquire as to whether, what what happened. Just got ghosted. There was a job that I interviewed. I interviewed at Sherwin-Williams, the paint place. And the yeah. person I talked to was like, all right, you should be hearing from the store manager within like a week or so. If you don't hear from them, you can always reach out to me and I can let you know our decision. And I just kind of didn't reach out to that person. And like two months later, got an email that was like, we've decided to move forward with someone else. It's like, yeah, it's been two months. So that's another thing that bothers me is the requirement for you as the applicant to reach out and push for those things. It's like I'm I'm not super interested in working for a place that isn't super interested in having me unless I push push like that in the application process. 
it's like maybe list that as one of your requirements if you're interested in that yeah it's just it's like it's i have heard so many times not to burn bridges but it's like the bridge can be lit on fire from either end and i'm not interested in working at a place where maybe they're not actively lighting bridges on fire but they're also not interested in maintaining the bridge on their end so it's like why why would i want to work at a place like that yeah i've started to do significantly more dog walking than i had been doing i've had my profile for a long time but now i got these like weird hours of dog walking it's like if i try and apply for a job i'll be like i can't work mondays i can work tuesdays but i need to be gone from 11 30 to noon and then on wednesdays i need to be gone from 12 30 to 1 <laughs> yeah well on wednesdays i would actually need to be gone from 11 30 to 1 because i got two dogs in there to walk yeah this is uh when i asked you if you wanted to talk last week to make an episode some of this is sort of what i was considering talking about was uh to sort of draw this into a different direction a quite like a philosophical question about the direction of the podcast and what we're doing here and how interested you might be in diving deeper into certain topics like because I think we've covered a lot of sort of surface level on the, with the impetus of the podcast being getting to know each other better. Mm-hmm. I think we've done a lot of the surface type stuff, but now there's like the moving forward with the, maybe doing stuff a little more, a little with a little more depth. But with that, my thought has been, well, one of my thoughts has been a lot of what we might have to say on here would be like, available for like hiring people like people doing the hiring at different places so it's just like how how much depth are you interested in going into knowing like no knowing everything that it that is with our world and how if you if you understand without me having to to figure out how to finish the sentence (laughs) yeah i think it kind of depends on the topic I mean, I'm not going to go into, what wouldn't I go into? All of the bad decisions I've ever made in my life. (laughs) (laughs) All the reasons I've been a bad employee. All the ways I've hurt people in my life. (laughs) But I mean, I think even at the conference I went to, there was a lot of talk about wanting to like the place that you work at and wanting your employer to maybe not agree with, but at least respect your opinions as an employee. So, like, I in no way speak for the city of Ames, but I think that the city of Ames at least respects my my view on the problems or successes of the city. Yeah. And then another piece of this was, as I was thinking about how to develop this into a topic to talk about, I watched the movie Soul. I've seen that. Which I think you've seen, yeah. 
and it's sort of it doesn't go into that specifically but it sort of went into um just i guess just sort of a continued exploration sort of inside out-esque of like the inner life of people Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term and so i like there were pieces of that that the movie itself i thought was okay like not the best disney pixar movie ever but still like enjoyable but there were pieces that made me think with with depth about myself as a person and sort of my development and then the thing with creating something like a podcast or like when i was still on social media is sort of this desire to overshare in these sort of mediums just as a way to like as a way of seeking connection i guess and it's it's like the 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 self-censorship i have done over the years in posting things online or posting things publicly versus like what i what i think or what i would like to say while also understanding that there may be consequences for what i have to say Mm -hmm. which is like a i think the country as a whole is going through that problem right now learning about consequences for your actions yeah but just at the same time wanting to create something that is deep enough to be interesting rather than just consistently staying on a surface level because i feel like a lot of this is just a personal opinion but i feel like a lot of social media wise youtube wise whatever a lot of that ends up staying on the surface of like people seeking either approval or connection and then like the depth stuff is meant more to be like a just like a picture of yourself rather than actually exploring yourself as a person if that makes sense so i think it would be i would be interested in and i think it would be interesting to discuss some things a little more deeply Mm -hmm. however that's grammatically correct but but uh i think we probably need to do some more uh pre-production on episodes like that if that ends up being a thing yeah and if any viewers have anything they want to viewers listeners we've gained some or dad's just re-listening to all of them yeah we had a huge spike with this month but it still says we only have a pretty small number of regular listeners so to the six of you who are out there still (laughs) thank you dad There's a podcast I listened to that started off with this joke where the only people listening to the podcast was one of the guy's moms. But here it's like, it's actually a thing where... <laughs> it's actually our dad. is The majority <laughs> of our listens are <laughs> our family. Maybe someday this will come to something. I mean, do you have any thoughts on Bitcoin? I know that's what dad suggested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cut that out of the last episode. <laughs> I mean, I guess we did a bit of a, ta- a discussion about monetary systems here. <laughs> yeah, what are your opinions on Bitcoin? I I have no opinions. <laughs> I'll stick to cash. I understand. I okay. Back up. I don't understand Bitcoin. 
it feels like it's just a stock it like it functions like a stock but instead of having to buy and sell using cash rather than being able to just straight up use the stock to pay for something it is like a monetary unit Mm -hmm. but it's like not recognized as as currency so i generally don't like that explanation makes sense but i'm just like I, i just why i will say i understand especially in a pandemic the desire to switch towards a more digital form of payment for things because like cash it's something that like 80 percent of cash has cocaine on it or something because cash in and of itself is that made up statistic is like very dirty (laughs) yeah that much yeah so i understand the desire to switch away from that i will say from my perspective there can be problems with having money be digital especially in the form or in the case of people who are without stable homes or in low-income families and they don't have access to like a bank account or like they're trying to buy things with cash because that's what people hand out at intersections yeah i do think there's a difference between pushing towards a more cashless society and whatever bitcoin is (laughs) like crypto there's a difference between going cashless and turning into crypto because I think we should be... But that's about the depth of my knowledge. Yeah, I think we should be concerned, most specifically for low-income folks, if we are moving towards a cashless society. Because, like, what does that mean? How much money do you need to have to open a bank account? If you open this bank account, are you just going to get hit with the fees for having negative balances and just go even more negative? Yeah. If you're living on the street, how do you find... An ATM. That's my only real opinion on digital money. Yeah. What a a stimulating conversation. (laughs) A whole two minutes. (laughs) I don't know. I've never... (laughs) If you have any other ideas, Dad. (laughs) I've never, like, studied the economy. Like, I never had to take econ or anything, so... Most of my knowledge yeah, and we've comes already discussed from, how well I did. Yeah, most of my knowledge comes from understandings of underprivileged communities, not the economy itself. Yeah. The one thing I think, I've been thinking about this recently, uh, revolving around the discussion about the forgiveness of student loans, whether it's a piece of it or like a total wiping out of student loan debt or anything like that. Um, personally, I don't have an issue with paying back my student loans. Like, I feel like there will be an incredible sense of accomplishment once that does actually happen. My issue is the lack of financial literacy beforehand and teaching about financial literacy. Because, like, going into college, the thing was go to college, period. Like, there there was rarely any discussion about the cost of college like i didn't understand that i would be in debt after i 
graduated from college when I was in high school. Like that was not a thing on my radar. So I think the the forgiveness of student loans, while it would be, I think, beneficial for a lot of people and would I would certainly be thankful for, it doesn't seem like that's a systemic solution to to a lot of different issues. So I think in some way we need to develop if I've been thinking that it would be nice to develop some sort of financial like develop that as a class for credits for people in school of like this is a part of a part of the curriculum that is required is understanding financial literacy and other like I guess you could put other life skills in there it's almost like a like a family consumer science class but with a lot broader implications two comments first I will say the caution that I have with a financial literacy course is I feel like a lot of people are like, well, don't take out the loans if you don't want to pay back the loans. Like, don't take out more money than you can pay yeah, back. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think that's financial literacy. Because yeah, then it just, you that continue. mindset disadvantages poor people, like you're telling poor people, well, don't go to school. Yeah. The other thing, I read a statistic sometime that said that if all student loans in the u.s were wiped out the wealth gap between black people and white people would like be cut in half so a lot of student loan debt is held by black people i think that that would be a benefit a change to solving at least that systemic issue yeah it's uh it's a thing i didn't know about until i was saddled with it or that i didn't understand yeah the other day i um so my when my university bill gets overpaid i just get a refund and so dad takes out the loans and if he takes out more loan than my bill is i'll just get some extra money so I've been sending him some of that money recently because I got a significant overpayment on my loan this time or on my bill this time. And I was like, Dad, how much money do I owe now? And he gave me the number. I was like, ha! Ah, <laughs> how much? Yeah. That's like during this, I've been focusing on paying one specific loan to like get that one down as much as possible. And it's like, oh, wow, look at how much smaller this is compared to where it was at the start of the pandemic. Oh, wait, look at all of these other loans I still have. Yeah, because <laughs> the overpayments on my bill, I put most of them in the past towards my, uh, I have loans that were, I had loans that were out in my name, a few thousand. So I would <laughs> use the plus loans to pay back those loans. So now I'm using the plus loan overpayment to pay back plus loans yeah i am thousands I of dollars doing... in debt if anyone would like to donate yeah yeah patreon.com slash two out of three podcast or venmo <laughs> at elena beck <laughs> after after the first 15 dollars, our expenses are covered because <laughs> that's what the domain costs two out of three podcast.com that's an annual annual fee for just a dollar a month <laughs> 
<laughs> you can almost pay for our website that doesn't exist. It just directs you to Patreon. <laughs> I don't remember what I was going to Oh, loans. <laughs> I started <laughs> I focused on paying the Parent Plus loans because my assumption is that someday the loans in my name can be forgiven either through like public service loan forgiveness or after like the 25 year threshold since they're all government loans uh so (laughs) maybe when i'm 50 i won't have student loans anymore maybe yeah if any and i have no expectations of buying a house i I just i would like a new car oh speaking of a new car (laughs) i went into um autozone yesterday to buy some new headlight bulbs and i was telling my roommates i was like i've never been the type of person to complain about masks and be like i can't understand what you're saying um i genuinely could not understand this cashier at all it, the interaction was like you find everything all right yep is this all yep excuse me <laughs> I didn't know what he said, so I just went, no thanks. <laughs> just these. And, uh, and then I understood, like, later sentences that were said to me. You have a rewards card with us today? No. Do you want one? No. I just needed some bulbs. I don't, I don't think I have any AutoZone things. I have an O'Reilly Auto Card. Auto card. <laughs> <laughs> O'Reilly rewards card. Yeah, when they asked, I was I very briefly considered giving Dad's number because I was like, out of every phone number that I have memorized, Dad's is the most likely to have an AutoZone card. Yeah, but like when all you're buying is light bulbs, <laughs> I spent fifty dollars. Kind of rewards. <laughs> AutoZone eats fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to hear about the headlights i bolt bolt <laughs> the bulbs i bought maybe after financial literacy we can go to a speech class i'm in a speech class right now they come in uh <laughs> I had a different thought. <laughs> These come in four different like levels of good, basic, extra vision, silver star, and silver star ultra. And the last time I bought headlights, I just bought basic because that was about all the money I had. This time I got the silver star. So the third tier. I'm hoping they're brighter. I cannot see very well. <laughs> the lights are fairly dim and fairly... One, one, one beam, not a range. Yeah. I also only replaced one last time I replaced a bulb. The issue, though, is that when you get those LED lights, they're so blinding in your mirrors for everyone else. I had this, I had a thought yesterday, I think, about, you know how SNL does commercial parodies? Mm -hmm. I thought about what a parody for LED lights could be like. I don't remember. I feel like, oh, what was the name I gave him? I thought it was funny at the time. Um, 
I can't believe they're not high beams. <laughs> like a play on I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> I thought it was funny while I was driving, <laughs> even though I knew it wasn't really that funny. Yeah, I didn't buy the the highest level of beams. One, because they were $60. I was like, my car is 18 car years is old. <laughs> <laughs> and two, they were in really fancy packaging. I was like, that seems excessive. I bought a whole new headlight last year. Oh, I also bought windshield wipers at a Tyson's, our local local uh, farm supply store. Wow. I also bought new boots. This is all my refund money from Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> I need another wiper. My wiper blades are not the same size. I have a big one and a small one, and it's annoying. Grandma got me. So I replaced the big one. Grandma got me a wiper for Christmas, and I managed to lose it. <laughs> um, so I was at the store, and I was like, "Well, I replaced one of my wipers within the past year, but I might as well just replace them both since my wipers suck." I have two new wipers, different brands, to see if I can notice a difference. Yeah. Nine a.m. and I, I, just... I made some poor decisions that day. <laughs> I the poor decision. That I'm referring to. I was standing at checkout with this big box of boots. And two different wiper blades. And I was looking at one of those coolers where they have beverages. And I was like, you know what I want? I want an energy drink. I'm going to get an energy drink if they have one. All they had <laughs> was the Mountain Dew Kickstart. <laughs> so I tried this really bad Mountain Dew Kickstart. I recorded myself taking the first sip. I was like, oh, it tastes like battery acid. Would not recommend. I would not recommend battery acid either. 